0: You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben-Amin and Tatiana Keane jones For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack.
1: For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fed.
0: up y'all and welcome to another episode of the Four all nerd show the voice of the urban geek the premium podcast where we discuss deep culture from the perspective of people of color and as always it's your boy dj ben Amin, aka chris radnor rock Grace grayson energy patrick swaley make millhouse black black goliath Lando Californication, The Ghost in the Shelto, here in the spaceship tonight. And as always, I'm joined by...
1: Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand of Tech, also known as the Lord of Lightsabers, T'Challa Bread, Dora the Explorer Miliche, Father Father Stretch My Bands, and the Ting of the North.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that one always gets me. And Lord <laughs> of Lightsabers, because I'm actually almost finished with FN uh, Fallen Order. Oh good, good, yes, good. Finally. It's, an, it's an amazing game. It really is. It really is an amazing game. I'm loving it. Almost finished with it. And, uh, you know, but before we get into all that, it is a brand new week. Welcome back. Thank you to all of our listeners out there for joining us here on the spaceship tonight. Um, Yeah, you know, its it's been a week, folks. That's, you know... 2019 was definitely a lot and 2020 uh, 20, yeah dub dub has started off all kind of extra as well oh man i don't even you know I, I really don't even know how to talk about this this really isn't you know geek related but it's personal related so
1: well when is the show ever strictly about geek culture so this Prats. show is about geek pop culture and everything in between what Benami is getting to is the fact that this has been a pretty somber week so far, um, to say the least. It's been very difficult for a variety of people, whether you're family, whether you're close friends, whether you're a fan, whether whoever you are. This has been very, very difficult. It's been very difficult for me personally as well. This is in regards to the passing of Kobe and Gianna Bryant this past Sunday, um, depending on when you're listening to this. But it's a tragedy that struck everyone without any type of warning like all tragedies are, but it, it it hit different, as I mentioned, for a variety of reasons because of who this person is, not to mention that in this tragedy, we also had the deaths of seven other people, and a life lost, lost is a life loss. and it, it's really hard to comprehend sometimes. I know myself, I put up a post on IG where I explained that I was just filled with shock, and I'm still a little bit shocked Um, it was very hard for me over the weekend. This just intensified for me the thought of the fragility of life, the thought that at any moment you can be gone. And I just kept repeating to myself when the news broke that he was just here. He had just tweeted. He was just at the game with his daughter. They were both just here. So I think one of the things we want to do is just talk about a little bit on the podcast here, because I know there's still lots of people still processing it and everyone processes it differently. Some people we want to talk through it. Other people need to be to themselves a little bit. Some people write. Um, I would also suggest for for some people, it's probably best to stay off of social media and kind of chill. Some people need the support to be around other people and the social activity they're in. So Again, rest in power to Kobe Bryant, to, to Gianna Bryant, and to the others out on the plane, including the pilot, um, Zobayan. Uh, also, we had the the Orange Coast College head basketball coach, John Altobelli, his wife, Carrie Altobelli, their 13-year-old daughter, Alyssa Altobelli, Christina Mauser, which is, who's a basketball coach at Harbor Day School, and Peyton Chester, which was uh, who was a basketball teammate of Gianna's. So there's more to it, but I just wanted to make sure we put that point out and put the names out there of everyone who passed, Rest in Power, and just an incredible tragedy, and it's something that we're still working through.
0: Yeah, and for me personally, I'm like, I grew up on Michael Jordan, like most people around my time, but I grew up with Kobe Bryant. And, like, Kobe Bryant to me was just everything. Like people who know me well know I'm a huge Lakers fan. And I go back to Magic Johnson with the Lakers, but like I said I grew up with Kobe. Kobe and Shaq were my Lakers. Like that is my era. Like I don't even give a damn about basketball as much anymore cuz that was like the time for me. You know, those years was everything. And I was saying this before the show started. I feel like Kobe the same way I feel about like Tupac sometimes because I loved them and hated them both because I loved them so much for what they could be, and then sometimes I hated them for who they were at the time or some of the actions they took that I didn't understand, that I didn't agree with. But as far as someone who inspires me and someone who, especially in his later years, because not only was he one of the greatest basketball players that I ever got to see, and his passion and dedication to the game was just, it's so remarkable. And that's something that I always talk about because it's like I like I said I saw Michael Jordan and I remember everyone after Jordan who were there like okay here's the next Jordan here's the next Jordan and none of them ever were and then Kobe Bryant came in and was that dude because he had that much dedication that much heart that much just single-minded focus to the game and to his passions and that's something that I really admire I don't know if I could ever get as close to that man you know, when it comes to that type of dedication to something, but it's something that I work at where I, you know, work harder, always work harder, always be like, you can do more and give more. But then what really inspired me with him is his later years after he left basketball, because so many athletes struggle after they leave because they can't find anything else. And he told people, he was like, no, I'm gonna be a storyteller and I'm gonna be a writer. And everyone was like, whatever, Kobe, you ain't gonna be able to do none of that. And then my man straight up won an Oscar for a short film that he wrote, you know, and narrated. And he wrote a book and he had much more. And then it's been killing me seeing him talk about I knew how much he loved his daughters, you know, because I was, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the man. So I I was always, you know, watching him and seeing what he was doing. I saw how he was raising his kids, all his girls. But seeing all these clips where he's talking about them and talking about how he was a girl dad, or about how Gianna would, you know, suck her teeth at people when they were like, You need to have a son so that she can so that he can carry on the legacy, and she would be like, Psst. I got this. I know? am the legacy. Yeah, you don't need no legacy. I'm the one who's gonna carry this on.
1: You don't need you don't need a boy to be the legacy. Yeah, either. and
0: Kobe would be like, You're right, you got this. And he said that you know, she was better than him at the same age. And just all these things to hear now, all these stories that are coming out and stuff, it mm-hmm. you know, it's it's Because like I say, man, that's somebody I grew up with. That was like one of my favorite, you know, players, people, whatever. And yeah. One last thing, because I've seen a lot of people not able to reconcile some of the, like I said, some of his actions in his life and what he did with, you know, the things that they love about him. And they're like, oh, wait, you know, let's not talk about that right now. And I'm not that motherfucker. I'm like, yo, if people were hurt. You know, this man had things in his life where he caused harm to people, where he caused hurt. And so if people want to distrust those things and they are free to distrust them because not he was not a perfect person by any means. No one is. So you have to take the good with the bad with people. And so I would never, you know, stop people from talking about that. I'm never going to put this man on a pedestal or put anyone on a pedestal like that. But I do want to just take a second and recognize and, you know, really just say thank you, Kobe, and rest in peace to him and Gianna and everyone else on that flight. And one, (laughs) I keep saying one last thing, but one more thing, right? We were talking about grief and everything. I read somewhere that when things like this happen, it brings up grief that you might not have dealt with all the way yet. And I know personally, I'm still dealing with a lot of grief in my life. So when this happened, I was just bawling in tears. And it's not just because of Kobe and everybody else on the flight. It's also because of stuff that you're dealing with. So, like you said, Tatiana, if you're if you if this is too tough for you, then take a step back. Make sure you take care of your own mental health mm-hmm. over all other things first and foremost. Like y'all, like. Please do not, you know, get so immersed in this where your own health starts to get damaged. We have to take care of ourselves and our brain and our mind is where most of our health starts at. So make sure your mind is good and that you're healthy and everything is fine first.
1: Right. And you mentioned the Oscars, so which are airing February 9th. The Oscars has announced that they will be doing a special segment for Kobe. Um, Again, he was a an Academy Award winner um, for his project. So it. Uh, for his animated short Oscar, yep. really. animated short Oscar in 2018 for Dear Basketball. Yep. So um, it's for no, for me, it's been pretty hard to actually watch videos and stuff with him or anything like too deep, like longer than a minute pertaining mm-hmm. to him because then it, it just really messes me up and start, you know, I just start crying. So again, as, as we've been saying, definitely take care of your mental health. Definitely take a breath. Think for a minute. You know, if you need to talk to somebody, talk, if you need to, to, to just think amongst yourself, do that. But you know self self care first
0: mm. word all right you know and we definitely have to keep this show moving as always like we say thank you to everyone out there listening hope y'all are making it through this as best as possible and oh man let's see we got some geek news to talk about though i, I, I think we i think we i think we need to just get right to this you know cause what? I, I, I don't know which one you're talking about, well, so I'm waiting. I, I'm talking about number five on the
1: list because... Oh, man. You, you, I mean, you don't... Uh, no, I didn't say no, don't talk about it. I just okay. said all oh, man. All right, well, <laughs> let,
0: let me say it. Uh, let me just say this right away because, I, you know, especially as a black man, I feel like this needs to be said. I probably should have said this right at the top of the show. But, man, Terry Crews, what the fuck, fam? <laughs> like, you had it all. You know, it was right there. It was right there. Like this Negro could have been a hero to generations, but instead, but instead he's a coon to generations. <laughs> and you know, like, don't come in here and try and beat my ass, Terry Crews. You know, I will sue. You know, but <laughs> I will sue. Yeah, because I, ain't, I, ain't, I, I'm, you know, that fight I'm not winning. But I don't know. He, he, yeah, you know, because you lift weights on me, you can fight. But be that as it may. This week, Terry Crews decided to just shove all the goodwill that he'd been generating straight into the garbage, and threw Gabrielle Union, hero to many, under the bus because
1: there is no because, and that's ego. What the ego. Oh fuck yeah, there's definitely a of because.
0: It. There's because privilege and ego, blackmail privilege.
1: At the end of the day, none of this shit makes sense. None of this shit is logic. None of this shit makes no fucking sense. Oh, I think sense. it makes
0: tons of sense. What of sense are it?
1: Well, okay. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. But that don't even make sense in itself. Like, you don't have to be trash. you no, don't. You don't have to throw people under the bus. You mm. don't have to go... You, you. At the end of the day, why I say it doesn't make sense is because... He didn't even have to say what he said. You oh. don't have to tweet. You don't have to go on Good Morning America oh. and talk about how, well, you may have had that experience, but everything's good with me. They never stole nothing from me. Remember we talked about when we talked with Guru when they was like, well, I like the clones. I had no problem with well, what Yoda said. I had no problems with the clones. <laughs> they never stole nothing from me. We ain't asked you that, fam. She had a problem, and not just a problem, something that she was very vocal about, something that she has receipts palm receipts for, and even if she didn't, it don't fucking matter. You know why? Because this is the same person that had your fucking... Back when you were talking about that you were sexually assaulted at the height of the Me Too movement, and when ninjas, excuse me, no, I'm not, no, I'm just gonna say, when niggas was not on your fucking side whatsoever, even clowning you about it, black women was at the forefront holding you down. A black mm-hmm. woman named Gabrielle Union. Yep. Fast forward now, Gab is in a situation and you offer her no support. Okay, you fucked up there, but you know what? We was mad about that, but it's like, all right, cool. And then, you know, at the end of the day, who, if you want to sit here and say, who cares if y'all mad, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. You said what you said, boom. No one asked your dumb ass to come on Twitter and then say this shit about Hog. the only person I got to please. Her name is Rebecca. Not my sister. Not my mother. Not my daughter. Not Fam, we need to have a discussion on what words mean, motherfucking first of all. yeah, Ain't nobody asked about pleasing anybody. The word is support, my guy. Support about loyalty and both of those are short right now and that's the fucking problem people have nobody asked you to please gabrielle you nobody asked you to please the world it's about what's it reciprocity the least you could have done is shut your fucking mouth and been like i support you gab i'm sorry you went through that
0: I never Boom. had that experience, but I understand what it's. like. that. Yeah, but if you but, want, what's, to- what,
1: but what's the point? What's the to me? That's that's, that's, that's to me. me the that's truth. being that's, yeah. It's not even about not telling it. Not whether you're telling truth or not. It's about being. Um, to me, that's being to the contrary. Well, I didn't have a problem, but yeah. like, what's the what's the point? No yeah. one asked you what your your situation was. Yes. You, we, Gabby, and everyone else was just looking for you to support her. Period. Mm-hmm. We weren't looking for your viewpoint on, well, you know, the clones didn't didn't take my porridge. So I so think they might be good. Ain't nobody that, asked that. I'm
0: so mad that Yoda has now become the standard for trash <laughs> on the <this> show. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so mad that being equated with Yoda like, is now being equated with trash. I mean, trash. And, and that's what
1: <laughs> Terry and even people who are in that wavelength of thinking gotta. Realize like ain't nobody asked you to please nobody. Nobody asked you to make people happy. That
0: was so wild. Just like from a basic
1: humanistic standpoint. If someone holds you down hold publicly. Publicly. And to potentially to their detriment. Yes. That's the other part. Yeah. The least you can do is hold them down. And this and this is separate from all the added layers of race, of sex, of gender, and all this other stuff. So that's that's even separate from all that. But it's it's all, worse so, so when you add back yeah. in the layers. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying that they, how many levels deep this shit. Because if you
0: separate all that, then I would understand why he didn't support. Because you know, well, whatever. But when you add in the fact that you know, as Hollywood is such, a, it like it will constantly seek to separate and break down, you know, people of color and make it where okay, we can't support each other because I got to work, I got to eat, or you might be taking my job. Da-da-da-da-da. But that's not the case here. Both of these people are successful. They are good to go. All you had to do was just, you know
1: Yeah. And your comments look funny than like fam like not my mother, not my sister, my daughters, all my coworkers. I ain't got to please them. Oh, so 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 none of them be- okay. Fuck everybody Fuck but, everybody, but, got you. I, but I've heard, heard you. Yeah, yeah. Heard you. So I i after that that um presentation nonsense. he gave and that nonsense, <laughs> I was just like <laughs> all right i'm cool yeah thank you for showing and at the end of the day i feel it like this i because I, I try to put a positive spin on mm-hmm. on on negativity thank you for showing me who you are now
0: i i always say that yo like i ran into some wild racism over the last two weekends and even though it's been disturbing me for a minute it also made me feel like ah well at least i knew right away that these people are racist and I know right away that Terry Crews is a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> it's like it don't gotta be that way. And I say this to everybody: it doesn't have it's to so be like this. It's so easy not to be. It's it's, so- it doesn't. It's it's very easy. And and again, I'm not saying censor yourself. You, you if you want to speak out then fight, speak. Out. There's just. There's tact, and like I said, there there's loyalty and, and, and a humanistic way to do things. And if you ain't about that life, then I guess I'm just happy that you showed me what it was about.
0: I'm always so amazed. I will know
1: never to trust you, and I will know never to rely on you. How do you like that? Or support.
0: I'm good. I didn't even watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine anyway. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn 9 is a good show. So it is. It's a great but... show.
0: Trust me. I've, I've, the few episodes I have caught here and there. But, you know, from now on, I'm good.
1: My thing is this, this, at least for me, this don't erase the cool or funny things or entertaining things you did in the past. It just makes me look at you wild going forward. Yeah. Good luck
0: to you, sir. Yeah. Bless up. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of the Four All Nerds show.
1: Clown. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing, and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds.
0: What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw, from allhiphop.com, and when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture, I'm watching For All Nerds.
1: Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Kelly robbins Six, executive producer of Random Acts of Blindness, and when I'm not making white people mad as hell, I'm listening to the For All Nerds show.
0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the friend zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Stryker, I am listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to this episode of the For All Nerds show. Before we go any further, let me give a big shout out to everybody over at Patreon.com/ForAllNerds because y'all have been doing the Lord's work over there. Thank you so much to everybody who supports the mission at Patreon.com/ForAllNerds, and thank you to everyone who has entered into our latest contest, exclusively, exclusive for the patrons at patreon.com slash forallnerds. I'm not even going to let y'all know what the contest is. You know what I mean? That's strictly for the patrons.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: so head over there if you are a patron. Please make sure you go over and enter our latest contest. We are giving away all kind of stuff. Grand prize is crazy, but we're going to give out all kind of prizes. We're cleaning house over here. Y'all getting all kind of swag. It's pretty stupid. So <laughs> please go over there, enter into the contest. And so far, thank you to everyone who has entered Y'all have been dropping some crazy answers to that. Like, I'm really blown away and really impressed. It's going to be tough to pick a winner, but, you know, we're going to do it. So thank you once again. Patreon.com slash For All Nerds. And for the general public out there, we are looking for a remix. Talk to me, Of our intro song. Which, as everyone who's a listener knows, features the voice of the one and only Rest in Power, Combat Jack, on our intro song. Mm -hmm. And I was actually discussing it with a producer last night. Okay. And one of the issues is that I'd like to preserve Combat's voice. Mm -hmm. But the majority of our our intro song is very quick. It's Welcome to Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans.
1: So why don't we just go back to an episode where he was on and just crib a... Uh, she's not crib but cut a clip from something he said during that show and make a new song out of that
0: but he never sang again
1: not about singing you could first of all you know how many you know how when they put together songs from people just talking yeah, yeah, I know that. that's yeah. easy yeah. to do
0: but he well i mean we was, maybe he has
1: a phrase that he says on some other sh- on another episode for all nerds <laughs> that doesn't matter i mean my thing is at the end of the day the point is to keep elements of combat's voice it yeah. doesn't have to be exactly what no. it was so yeah.
0: But what I would like to do is somehow use the welcome to and then drop into for all nerds or something. Sure. Yeah, so we're figuring that out right now. But any producers, any musicians out there who would like to, you know, help with this part of this mission and help contribute to a remix of our theme song as well as our outro song, mm-hmm. hit us up, contact that forallnerds.com. And we will shoot you the stems, the MP3s, all that good stuff so you can work on your own remix and help us out, you know, got some ducats, some, we will be tossing coins.
1: Yeah, we have the coins. And again, not, not, not five racks coins. No, not five racks. But coins. So coins. so it, it will be a pay gig. So again, if you're in the music business, perhaps, or you are a producer, yep. whatever you are, please hit us up, contact at 4 com.
0: Yes, we will be tossing coins to the remixers. Alright, and now it's time for one of my favorite segments on the show. The guac is extra. The geekently asked questions. The guac is extra, where we asked and well, not asked. We get asked, <laughs> and we answer any and all questions. You can hit us up anytime. Contact that forallnerds.com once again, or you can hit us on the Twitters, the Instagrams, at forallnerds. You can send in any question. It does not have to be about geek culture, it can be about anything. It's been a while since we named some babies, so you know, <laughs> let's go for that again. Anybody pregnant out there trying to get that baby <laughs> name? Hit us up. Got you. I won't curse you with something like Khaleesi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what do we have up first tonight?
1: The first comes from "Picture Me," Roland, aka T'Challa, Flock of Flame, aka T'Chaka, Flock of Flame, aka T'Challa. If you hear me. As much as That's we, so bad
0: is good. <laughs> as much as
1: we love Nolan and his Batman trilogy, do you think his existence was one of the worst things for the DCEU? I'm saying this because without the success of those movies, Warner Brothers doesn't decide to go dark with Man of Steel. So because they don't want dark, they probably don't want Snyder, who they maybe picked because they liked how he did dark on the watchman movie so no snyder also means none of the b versus s or justice league movies after also means no bad jared leto performance that gets panned so bad they make a joker movie about Wait, they make a joker movie that's not about the joker quote unquote i know this is long but did nolan curse us
0: no um zack snyder is a warner brothers director like he's part of their studio you know he works for them watchman was a warner brothers production as well so he was going to get, you know, whatever he wanted after Watchmen or whatever he wanted in general because he's a white man in Hollywood. Mm. You know, so he's going to and has proven his movies made money at the very least. So he's going to keep getting projects.
1: But the question is, because of Nolan, did he fuck up the timeline? Because if they never hired Nolan to do this, then yeah. supposedly DC wouldn't have, DCEU wouldn't have been dark. I don't I think actually so. don't think yeah. so. I think it might have went that way one way or another because... WB slash DC did not have fucking plans. They did not have a plan. They did, They were not the MCU. They're not Marvel. They did not have a, and did not and continue Fahy. not to. Did not have a Fahey. Right. And, and continue not to in many ways. They're getting better but in many ways not have a plan yes. when it comes to the their cinematic universes. So whether or not it would have all been dark who knows but it doesn't mean it would have been better. Like I think this is is similar to Terminator type situation. Like okay you keep fuck, turn, change, trying to change the timeline but the same fucking shit keeps happening. <laughs> Damn it, Barry. Yeah. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's going to keep coming. Regardless, no matter how many times you off him. D.G. So,
0: Stinehead, it don't matter. Like, it, it just keeps happening <laughs> I mean, in, in, in a different
1: shape or form. So uh, at this point, I'm not concerned with what happened 15 years ago. <laughs> Damn,
0: it's been that long,
1: hasn't it? I, when, it vers- no, when did the first Batman come? When did the first Nolan I, Batman come I want to say 1999. You got to be kidding! I thought it no, was like 2003 no. or some
0: yeah, shit. I, I might be off on there.
1: No, not ninety nine. I'm, I'm born. No, okay, 2009? okay, no, 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 and and not fifteen years, but but we're getting there. Um, yeah. the Dark Knight came out in two thousand eight.
0: Yeah, I said 2009, second time, two thousand nine. So yeah, so
1: I it was like, that. Yeah. like at this point, my po- the, what I'm trying to say is it's been so long, it's a wrap. Like what what oh, see, has happened Dark has Knight. happened.
0: Batman Begins is before that. Yes, that's like two thousand four then, right? Two thousand five.
1: Batman Begins two thousand five. So yeah. um, my 15 point. Years? Uh, Okay, so I was right, and that was and that was just a wild guess. But I was right. It's 15 years after the fact. We still gonna be mad at what you the past like? And I'm not gonna be mad at Nolan. I fucking thoroughly enjoyed Batman Begins. I fucking enjoyed what came out of it. Without Nolan, we wouldn't have had what one of the greatest Jokers to ever grace the screen
0: ever. And don't sleep on one of the greatest Banes to ever grace
1: the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Now is not the time for fear, doctor. Do that you comes, feel in charge? And like, we wouldn't have these one liners like this. So, that comes later. I'm not going to give that shit up. No. So, if that, if, I mean, no. <laughs> it, it is what it is. It is what it here is. You're a big guy. To you. Yeah, see, now Benjamin's going gonna to sit here and do these quotes all night long. We're going to move on to the next question. But thank you for the question, Pitching <laughs> Me Rolling. Said, thank you. To you. <laughs> The next question comes from Maze. Maze writes, "What up? What up? How's it going, Ben? I mean, and Todd. Tiana. It's Maze, aka Trillmonger, aka Easy E walks. Still, the Dark Knight rises. Uncle Luke Cage. Responsible doubt fire. Reasonable doubt fire. Reasonable doubt fire. I read that wrong. I'm sorry. That's bad. Though. Reasonable doubt fire. <laughs>
0: no. 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 Yeah, that was. No. I don't no. Like no, that I'm one. sorry, fam. No. I like the
1: last one though. Enigma please. Yes,
0: that's great. Yes, Nigma, please. I think I used that. before. I think you have. Yeah.
1: With all the craziness from this week, I know a lot of people usually turn to music as a stress reliever or to escape. And it makes me want to ask the question, who are your go-to artists in our albums that you listen to when the world is getting too crazy and you need a break?
0: Oh, that's a, a, that's a great good question. question. Yeah. Um, lately, I just want to bid them up. I've been jamming the Black Pumas. They got nominated for a Grammy this year. Mm. And I, I think I randomly heard them on title. And so I went and listened to their whole album. It's pretty fucking good. Um, but for, like, when I'm stressed out, I'm funny, like, especially when I used to be stressing, like, emotionally, like, you know, when, you know, like, back when I was younger and I was having all kind of issues with women and stuff, I don't have those problems no more. <laughs> um, I would play, like, sad music. You know, like, when I'm sad, I'll play sad music. When when I'm happy, I play sad music. You playing Adele? Though.
1: Huh? You playing Adele? No, I'm more
0: of a, um, <laughs> I'm more of a see you know, boys to okay. Men, and a little Mariah, We okay. Belong Together. That's my man. I'll play that joint, Happy okay. Sad, anytime. We Belong Together it's Jesus for the song.
1: Yeah, well, it, for me, it depends on, like, what stress you're talking about. Because if you're yeah. talking about, like, angry stress, then I'm probably listen to trap music just to, like, dance it out and, and just, you know, say nigga a thousand times and have a great day. Um... If you're talking about sad stuff, I'm listening probably to more so things like Solange. I'm listening to... And and this is actually this next... Tame Impala, which is actually applicable to many different... Whether I'm happy or sad and all that other stuff. But I like Tame Impala. I particularly like to listen to instrumentals. So lots of like ambient type music or even like well-known songs, but just the instrumentals, not mm-hmm. the words. Like I, I love listening to the instrumentation of songs. I love listening to drum, you know, the drum patterns, the beats in general. So on a regular day. So on the days where I'm, where I'm stressed out, like it helps even more because it helps me, gives me something else to focus on helps to give me something else to focus on versus the stressors of the day. So that's what I will say that mostly.
0: Yeah, it, uh, like I said, it just depends. I listen Because I listen to so much different music. You know, I've always been that way. And I like, like, uh, I mean, anytime I'm really stressed, I'll play Red Hot Chili Peppers' Other Side. Like, I have certain songs I go to, you yeah.
1: know. Yeah, I like Rage. I like Rage. I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, we're talking about that type of, type that side. we talking about 311. We're talking about, um, I try so hard and not so far.
0: Oh, um, Encore. Oh, yeah. Can I get an aunt- the- one he remixed with Encore? That's how I always think of that one.
1: Linkin Park, I sir. I tried to. Huh. Linkin Park. As a DJ
0: cutting up that acapella, his voice is so sick. Like, ah, Like, it's Benzman, so, yeah. Rest oh, in man. peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, Any Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, you know, like. Classics, Kendrick. In
1: the end, it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I need to find that acapella again. Yeah. Also, uh, so alternative,
1: fire. alternative music is really good Nirvana, for that too. You know,
0: yeah. Metallica. Nirvana.
1: Did you say what you say? Metallica. Oh okay. I'll, I for love. for a hot second, I thought you said Tyler Perry. I said what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: The, no, the Metallica Black album. I will bump that all day and night. That cool. is a classic.
1: Cool. Yep. Um, the next question comes from. Motion Carry. They write. What would be some of the best scripts that you've read and recommend for aspiring writers? Ooh. It's definitely been mean I I will say yep. two things for sure. Read the Wolf of Wall Street script. I love that script. And I, don't I would if I read say, that one. huh? I don't know if I've read that. You should. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, period. It's a great movie. But it's like an it, it's an incredible script too. Um, and I really did like the script for um. Oh, God, why am I blanking? Jordan Peele. uh, Get out. You were so
0: surprised at that shit. I was just surprised. And I think that
1: was the first script that surprised me. Like, first of all, I thought it would be much longer. It's not. It's very short. It's very easy and quick to read. But it gets exactly down to the point. So Mm -hmm. I would suggest those two.
0: Oh, man, there's so many. Um, One of my favorites of all time, because it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and the script is just as good, is Goodwill Hunting. Like, that's such a fire-ass script. Um, one that was recommended to me by Michael Green himself, and I didn't get it the first fucking few times I tried to read it. I was like, "What is he talking about? This shit garbage!" Oh, god damn! And now I'm not gonna remember the name. I'll have to come back to that one. It's a George Clooney film, but I cannot remember the name. I have all the visuals in my head. It's right not now.
1: an Ocean's film, huh? You said it's not an Ocean's film.
0: No, it's, no, it's not an Ocean's film. It's a George Clooney joint where he plays like a fixer who uh, goes around. You had, you could have, all you had to, I'm the one you pay. I'm not the one you try and kill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one you paid, that's what he tells this person. He's like, all you had to do was pay me off, and you tried to kill me. But I'm not that one you try and kill. Uh, that's a fire joint. Um, I would just say, like, uh, let's see. Actually, I have a site right here on my iPad, because so I stay on this joint. The simplystrips.com. Hit up simplystrips.com. Because right now they're collecting, they do this every year, they collect all of the strips that have been released for Oscar and Emmy uh, nominations. So you can get all of the Oscar-nominated strips right now, Mm. and they won't last. That's the other thing. Studios put these up for a limited time, and anyone pretty much can grab them. You don't have to be a member of any organization. And Simply Strips just gets all the links, but they won't last. So what I do is I go through there and I download them all to whatever device I want to keep them on and then keep them. But I would just recommend reading scripts from stuff that you love and genres you want to work in because that's what I always do. Like, especially when there's something, like, if I see a movie and I'm like, yo, how did they write that scene? You know, that's what I'll do. I'll go watch it. Like, 1917 recently, I didn't really think the movie was that incredible. I think it's a technical achievement. But there's certain shots where I was like, okay, how did they write that shot on page to translate it? And so that's why I'll go look up. And then, yeah, but I just recommend, you know, read from people you admire, read from writers you admire, read films you admire, shows you admire, and just read as many of them as possible. That's the other thing. Read good scripts, bad scripts, just fucking read scripts like
1: and you should guys be just uh, across the board whether you're you're about script writing or anything like that just be reading in general yes and and I know like for some people that that's difficult because like they don't some people really genuinely don't like to read and that's I, I get you maybe do a audiobook or something or or have your have your Siri uh dictate the words to you because it's really important that like reading is fundamental i can't stress that enough just in terms of learning in life you guys should at least be dedicating an hour a day to just learning something it really matters for your mental health it really matters to for you as your progression as a person it really does
0: yeah but as a writer like i don't i like michael green once told me he's like you should be reading three scripts a day and that's difficult. But this is what, you know, it goes back to the Kobe mentality. And it's like, do you want to do this? Like, you can't say, I want to be a writer, and you don't read. Not even scripts. Like, you have to be reader. You have to be. You cannot be a writer, and you don't read. That's just not going to happen. Because you need to read to learn words, to learn phrasing, to learn so many things, to learn more about the world outside of you, so you have, a, you know, things to write about beyond mm-hmm. your own experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no way that I, I can't even. It's like when we were talking about turntables versus CDJs last week. And I'm like, you got to at least touch the turntables. You know, it's like you got to read a book. like <laughs> You got to do this stuff. Like
1: reading is fundamental.
0: Yeah, super fundamental. And reading is many different things, fiction, nonfiction, comic books, real books. I mean, there's no real difference, you know, but just different types.
1: Just different type of books. Yes, yeah, so books. Every and, book is a real book.
0: Yes, every book is a real book. And like I say, read as if you're going to be a screenwriter, make sure you are reading as many scripts as possible and just read from stuff you admire. Like if I've loved a show or movie, I probably read it script as well if I could find it. I was trying to find Mission Impossible Fallout the other day and I found out that that joint only was 33 pages long.
1: Wow, because
0: so much of its action the and movie? so much of it is not dialogue. The script, this, the yeah. movie is like two hours.
1: No, no, I I, I get that. I was asking yeah. the script for the movie. Yeah, so oh, normally okay. that wow. script
0: would be at two hours. That script would be hundred twenty-something pages,
1: which is still short. I mean, no, for for someone like me that reads a lot, yeah. that's that's nothing. Yes, but, but but you're telling me it's a third of that.
0: But a script is a minute per page. That's how that's how it's. Guided.
1: Oh, so for it to be thirty-three pages, it's just like how it's just, the movie should be thirty-three minutes. Right. But
0: because so much of that is action, non-dialogue. It's just, you know, shops and mm. stuff. They didn't, He didn't write all that out.
1: Right. Shifty eyes.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> People get their ass shit for five minutes.
1: Falling in the... What, free fall skydive while you're fighting in the air? <laughs> Yo.
0: I was watching that shit the other day because uh, I love that movie. It's so good. But there's that bathroom fight, right? Tom Cruise gets his head banged into the sink like four or five times. And then he goes and meets the blonde woman in the next scene. Good. Clean as a whistle. Like, come on. Continuity don't
1: mean nothing sometimes. Come on. Well, that's that's what we recommend. Thank you for the question. Yep. The next one comes from, I don't know if this Night King or Night Crossing, but they write, have y'all ever heard of nerdcore hip hop? Yes, indeed, we have heard of it, and we've even had a nerdcore artist on the show many, many times come and on. have been a, plan, a friend of the show yeah. for years. His name is Megaran.
0: As well as Samus.
1: As well as Samus. She doesn't really... Uh, consider herself nerdcore oh, no? primarily. No, like when she first came out, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, she's she buyer. she she's, she does a lot. She yeah. just she just hip hop in general. But lots of the artists, some of the artists that are considered nerdcore tend to be like Mega Ran, MC Frontalot, MC Lars, and a whole host of other people. Mm-hmm. And for those don't know, those that don't know what nerdcore is, is essentially a subgenre of hip hop where they talk of where they talk mainly about. You know, geek culture type stuff. I mean, it could range between science fiction and politics, but it, it tends to stay around gaming, Star Wars, science, fantasy, computers, things like that. So, um, if you're into that, check it out. It is indeed a thing. Yeah,
0: and usually most of our intros are from Nerdcore remixes of this tune or that tune. And yeah. even Mega Ran, who, you know, like you say, is one of the champions of Nerdcore, He's about to drop a new project that's not nerdcore, right, because right, right. he's been like, yo, finally I get to,
1: yeah, at the end know, of the, do something
0: out of my. At the end
1: range. of the day, this is all hip hop. This, this is all hip. This is all hip hop.
0: I'm not a fan of genres in general. Like I think genres are a way of separating things and a way of making things for Black people do this genre and white people do this When genre. it's coming
1: from a white supremacist standpoint, yes. But yeah. when it's coming from a categorization standpoint, because you're trying to understand, like if you're in a music shop and you just say, oh, this is hip-hop, but clearly there's people yeah. who are one way and people yeah. who are another way, I would like to know, okay, these people focus in on gaming-type raps. Yeah. Whereas these people, they focus on what happened in the trap. So, like, I, I do like that from a categorization standpoint. I
0: like it from that point, but I don't like it because it also turn it tends to limit artists. And you can ask a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of artists about this, because people will be mm-hmm. like, oh, no, this is a nerd artist, and that's all to ever expect from them,
1: right? And that's also why, like I, you mentioned, Sam is why I say, well, actually, she doesn't consider herself mm-hmm.
0: nerdcore. Yeah, because she um, wants to be a do. And, and,
1: and some artists do, and that's all they want to yeah. rhyme about, and that's yep. fine. And that's fine too. Yep.
0: Yeah, just like some people just like rhyming about drugs, you know? Future like rhyming about massage. <laughs> the,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> the book of future. Woo. <laughs> The toxic King Toximus Prime <laughs> Toximus Prime <laughs> Yeah I saw that I- IG somewhere um, The last question That's Terry Crews right now <laughs> Jesus He definitely Took that title Jesus The Terry last Cruz question Comes from Mellow Guy They write Mellow Guy here Shouts out to you guys As fellow Bison alumni H-U You, you know. know I'm going to Paraphrase Because this is a very long question paraphrase. Uh, so, serious question. Serious, serious, serioso. Why do you people, why do, oh not you do people, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> why do people, why do people seem to prefer Star Wars over Star Trek? I haven't conducted an official poll or anything. You didn't. But just in life, when I've asked people Star Wars or Star Trek, I said 60 to 70% of the time the answer is wars. Personally, I enjoy both of them equally and I'd watch either one of them any day of the week. Uh, again, I said I'm going to paraphrase some of this, but um they said it seems to me that especially from people of color that they prefer Star Trek. Um uh, besides diversity, what theme hasn't been explored by Star Trek? I feel like Deep Space Nine alone explores every topic you could think of, which is probably why which is why they think people of color tend to gravitate towards that. Um they said, don't get me wrong, I'm sure Trek isn't without fault. But, you know, it just seems like people gravitate, people of color gravitate that way uh, and everyone else in general is wars. I will say this from my standpoint, people gravitate just and and, I'm, and this is not people of color versus uh, people, non-people of color or whatever. This is just people in general. People tend to gravitate towards wars, in my views, because it has more hourly, more action. Mm. It, see, it has more of the quote unquote cool factor. I... From, I would say, from the late 90s onwards, when I was getting into Star Wars and Star Trek, Star Trek was covered, excuse me, Star Trek was the fans that I saw around there were older. Mm -hmm. or as it might, when I'm a kid, so I'm like, all these old people, they like it. I'm sitting there with my uncle who's like 50 something years old watching Deep Space, not Deep Space Nine, watching The Next Generation.
0: I'm shivering over here thinking about that uh, Star Trek celebration.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) When we went to the Star Trek celebration, it wasn't a good look, to say the least. But my point is, it just seems like outwardly, that cool factor didn't hit Star Trek in the way that it always had hit with Star Wars, mm-hmm. and also towards what I've had been saying in a, maybe a, um, a show or so ago, Star Wars is more science fantasy, yep. and more people get into that fantasy life—dragons and not, and swords and kings and queens and all that other stuff. Where Star Trek is pretty much science fiction; it's more scientific. Even yes, not everything is actual science based. That's not my point. <laughs> yeah. But it is more scientific. It is more po- po- uh, you know, political and mm-hmm. about the how it, it applies to c- current life and and some people just aren't with that. And yes, when you're looking at things like a Star Wars battle in like episode 1 versus a Star Wars battle in Star Trek the original series, mm-hmm. it don't feel the same. So, it don't hit the same. So <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, both have flaws and both have uh, great things about them. But I just, I, again, I just see it as just from a pop culture standpoint. Like, just from a, like if, if you if, if you put a TV screen on in front of people, and you see people talking for an hour on a bridge on a ship, versus you see R two D two flying in space, lasers, lightsabers, and all the other shit. People are gonna gravitate towards the shit that's flying all over the screen children primarily first and those children grow up to be adults mm-hmm. and then push that down onto their children
0: i think also i think all those reasons are 100 correct and i think you talking about it has made me think of something else i think it has a lot to do with like iconic moments and catchphrases. like star wars can be boiled down to you know do or do not there is no try the force is with you always you know all these cute little perfect you know bite-sized phrases but Star Trek got what? Make it so? Yeah, yeah.
1: And even though I, my preference has had and always will be Star Trek, again, I'm still a huge Star Wars fan as well. Mm -hmm. I also realize that some people also look at Star Trek people like they're snooty. Like, I I do realize that a lot of Star Trek people kind of have an air about them. Like, well, I'm better you. Prime example, when I interviewed Neil deGrasse Tyson— even though I thought he was hilarious yeah. when he was making them dad jokes and going off on Star Wars fans, I always, I also thought, you know what? This is also why a lot of Star Wars yeah. people be looking at us uh, sideways. Like, I, you don't got to, you know, you ain't got to hate on me. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. So, was say, it was always that idea of like. And like by the said, way, sorry what?
1: to cut you off. But by the way, if you haven't seen that interview, go to Four nerdstv TV on YouTube and watch our interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson from New York Comic Con. Now two years ago.
0: Yep, and plus a lot more coming to that YouTube. Right. So make sure you are subscribed over there, YouTube.com/slash/for-all-nerds. Um, yeah, I like. I always felt that way too because I always felt like there was always this thing. We're saying fiction. You're saying fantasy. And I've always been like, yo, I know this. You know, it's not news right. to it's, me. It's,
1: at the end of the day, a lot of people just want to be entertained. Yes. And if people are not entertained by exposition, they are going to be entertained by action.
0: And then I've always said this as well. Like, as, as deep as Star Trek gets, and they do cover all these different things, Star Wars covers a whole lot in a very condensed and very easily digestible way. Like, Star Wars gives you... Like even though you know, I would, I would
1: argue about, against easily digestible, but well, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I,
0: and the original, there's a lot going on. No, but I'm just talking about the original when okay. it started. You know, it was like okay. three movies. You was oh, done, okay. Okay. and that was it. And there was so much philosophy, so much thought in those three movies, so much creativity, so much imagination packed into it that, you know, it was this whole effing universe in these three films. And then it goes back to those catchphrases and the philosophy. Like you know, lately on the show, Yoda has been turned into this you know, demon. And <laughs> he ain't turning no on
1: him. He been the demon.
0: They're baby snatchers. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, even though he's been turned or has been this and has been revealed as this, you know, monster, still his, what he says in The Empire Strikes Back, other than some, you know, some of it gets a little loose and everything. It's such a way to live your life. You know, he talks about things that are just spiritual and that's what I think people connect to more so. Like, Star Wars has become more closer to a religion sometimes than even to just this franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, While definitely. Star Trek doesn't have, at least not in the forefront, it doesn't have that spiritual. It, it, it aspect. doesn't
1: feel because right. I mean, there there are certain series that yeah. try to incorporate that, but generally speaking, to your point, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's it just don't hit the same. Like no. you don't see at least from my perspective, I haven't seen legions of Star Trek like, you know, uh what's what's the Legion name? Legion fifty one, the cosplay 50, group. 51st, the fifty
0: think, first Five
1: 501st Five O First. The Five yeah. Legion. Like that's that thing has been going forever. And Ever. it's and it's and it's the amount of people in it is I mean, generations worth yeah. of people. That's not to say there ain't generations worth of Starfleet uniforms out there, but it ain't it don't hit the same. No. And you don't see these people parading up and down the street like that. Yeah. Ben I mean mentioned a prime example, Ben I mean mentioned the fiftieth anniversary of Star Trek that we had did four different panels for we actually spoke to Julie Nimoy daughter of uh, Leonard Nimoy and all of our now don't get me wrong all of our sessions were packed and, mm-hmm. and it, w- it was fire because it's yes. us but for some reason I don't know what but for some personal I don't know reasons that place was kind of dead it was Oof. some tumbleweeds tumbling in there
0: Yeah, it hurt it hurt it hurt me and not like like you know we do this Star Wars versus Star Trek all the time on the show but I'm a huge fan of both The Wrath of Khan is one of my favorite films of all time. You know, like, F just Star, science fiction. Wrath of Khan is in the top 50 for me, top 25 maybe. I'll watch that joint anytime, all day and night. You know, Next Generation, some of my favorite TV. Like, but, you know, we do this all the time, but at the same time, it's like, like I said, I think that's what it really boils down to. Is catchphrases and that there's, but really even deeper than that, I think it is the spiritual aspect of Star Wars that gets a lot of people where it definitely got me where I never felt that with Star Trek, even though they were discussing all these lofty ideals and stuff. It didn't just give me like, yo, you know, luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You know, that just one phrase right there. Mm. You know, just Mm. that's like how I live my life. Okay. This body is just a shell. This is not who I am. You know, and that's something that I never got from Trek. You know, I know it's in there, but I'd have to watch like two damn seasons to, you know, get...
1: <laughs> I, say, I I say, I fully recognize that Trek don't hit like wars hit yeah. in certain areas. And it just so happens that those areas hit the re- certain receptors in your brain differently.
0: But then Trek hits in other ways. So Trek will have an episode... Where the you know they're black and white, yeah, you know
1: alien. But like I said, meet. that's a, that's a social, yeah. socio-political discussion. And not everyone's have sitting here Jar-Jar trying. To, Beans. A lot of niggas not sitting here trying to have a social-political discussion. They just want to see somebody get cut in half with a double-bladed lightsaber. And Star wars I feel also you. Also
0: loves to have a lot of racism, so it's like they ain't got time to have social-political so, discussions here. Being outright racist.
1: That being said, I I understand why, and 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 at the end of the day, uh, and because of a lot of the things that we have already expressed, um. You know, a lot of people, when they're sharing information, like when they say, Oh, have you seen the latest XYZ? A lot of people say, Have you seen the latest Star Wars? And that's how more people learn about it. Again, I told you a lot of people tell their kids about it, and that's how they learn about it. And it goes on and on and on and on. I mean, and Paramount and, has and, not done and, a good and job. That. There we go. At the, at the end of the day, we also, if you look at it from a business standpoint, you what can you get with Star Wars? Plushies, action figures, games, games RC cars. Uh, uh, drones, rockets, anything. drones, the it's, it's apps, Oranges. everything, like wherever the fuck, branded branded sneakers, clothes, shoes. It's ingrained into the culture. Yes. Star Trek. What can you get? All right, you could get a Starfleet uniform. Yes, if you if you yeah, there are from back in the day. There are action figures, but who's the fucking getting an action figure? Of Wesley Crusher. Like, hey,
0: even if shit was weak back then.
1: Like let's be and the it shit was weak back then. Yeah. So I mean, maybe they are worth money. That's not. And again, yeah. being worth money don't make it less weak. No, they was weak toys. Like they was. Weak, so I mean, like know. I. I'm good. And yes, I slandered Wesley Crusher. Come at me.
0: See, I like Wesley. I fuck Wesley, yo. <laughs> yo, Wesley was like the original um
1: whining ass nigga. No, but
0: he was the like he was the original, like Jake Lloyd from Star Wars, you know, the little boy who played Anakin. Okay. Like they destroyed Wesley. Like he was the first, you know, like hated person he that was. I can remember. He
1: was, because he was a crying ass
0: nigga, man. Yeah, but it's like this was a kid playing his role.
1: Being a crying-ass nigga.
0: He didn't write it, and they hated that kid to where that He was a precursor
1: to the Joffreys and the rest of the world, even though he wasn't quote-unquote bad. Yeah, where he had to have therapy. Like, you know, my man had therapy off of that shit. Dems the breaks, kid. So, uh, (laughs) if you- (laughs) Look, I have no reports. How many years now? 35 years. Get that shit. Get get over it. (laughs) I know I'm being rude. I'm just saying. y'all. Playing just y'all. watching I'm the just first playing episode y'all. the
0: other day, you know, the first episode of Next Generation, and as soon as he came on screen, all that shit came back. It's so I don't even know how it feels for him. That felt I for me. I don't like you. <laughs> no, niggas,
1: yo, people Fine hated him niggas. so much.
0: Because back then, I didn't watch Next Generation. So I just remember, like, I'd go to, you know, Comic Cons, and I would just see people like, F Wesley Crusher shirts. And I was that's like, that's real, like, it's that serious?
1: Mom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God damn> it. <laughs> That's the end of the guac. If you have a guac question, be it about geek culture, pop culture, or somewhere in between, Aww. as Madami said, maybe you are ready to let us finally name your child, or at this point, your puppy. We don't care. Hit us up. Contact at 4 nerds.com. You can also hit us up on the interwebs at 4 nerds on these socials. Also, if you are a Patreon subscriber and on a special tier, you get guaranteed Guac questions no matter what. You can ask us on the Guac days, or you can just ask us randomly in the posts on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash for all nerds.
0: Yeah, anytime. You can just hit us up, you know, say, yo, I got a question. We will answer that joint. Yep. And since that's it for Guac, before we get out of here this week, we got to do one of my other favorite segments on the show. Comics I Copped! That's Comics I Copped. C-O-P-P-E-D, where we talk about any and all comic books that we've been reading, copying, you know, that's buying for those who don't, you know, know like 30-year-old slang at this point. Comics I Copped, we distrust everything, anything that we've been picking up. And, you know, off the bat... There's a book that, you know, you might need to look out for. It's got some special people in it.
1: Yeah, it's called... (laughs) I'm like, looking at him like, what are you talking about? Marvel Voices Issue 1. It's going to have some special people in it. I know a couple people already announced that they're going to be in it. Shout out to the Blur Girl, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Karima. Shouts out to... I think Evita Ayala is going to be in it. I don't know if Angelique will be I thought she I'm actually sure. probably will be yeah. in it, but point is, a lot of your faves in your favorite brown and black faves will be in this book. Uh, might be some other surprises. Not going to say who else, but all mm-hmm. I'm all I'm saying is you guys should pick it up. One of the
0: people in this room, maybe
1: you may be the likely surprise. I also separate from this. I worked on a project with Marvel. I can tell you guys nothing about it other than that it will be coming out sometime in February. And it's visual. So And and you know, if you watch keep,
0: that. Uh at Tatiana Keane's Instagram stories, you might have got a quick sneak sneak.
1: Queek sneak. A sneak. <laughs> a a sneak
0: preview of that the other day.
1: Queek sneak. Queek sneak.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. This man cannot speak English, bro.
0: <laughs> Ever at all, folks. This is why I'm a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean facts, like, you know. My mama used to tell me, like, she was like, Yo, you read more than you talk. <laughs> like like it's funny. Like I've been butchering words all my life. <laughs> That's <laughs> And my mom used to be like, yo, it's because you read so much and you pick up these words that you don't you don't hear other people say. I was
1: going to say, because I, and I'm still in many ways the same, yeah. where is, whether I talk too fast or I jump the words, it's because of, if you're, a, particularly if you're an introvert and you've read a lot, yes. you're, you're talking to yourself. So you're not saying these words out loud yes. and enunciating yeah. the, the pronunciation, so.
0: <laughs> and then I'm reading, like, you know, I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons from, like, six years old, so, like intuition, psyche, you know, I'm reading comic books with omnipotent, you know, omniscient, and shit like that. I like So six. you know the
1: words. It's just like, it's how like do you exactly them. pronounce yeah, it? because you don't hear
0: people saying them, you know. So I never understood how to, you know, still to this day, as y'all can tell, from everybody who is listening to this show, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So if you got a quick sneak, this is why you also need to be following us on our socials <laughs> at DJ Ben, I mean, and then at Tatiana King, we, we show y'all some behind the scenes, special some queak stuff. Sneaks. <laughs> some quick sneaks. <laughs> Every day, some quick sneaks.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but also in comments, I cop this week. I finally, cause I'm late as hell on this one. I actually bought this comic when it dropped, and I just shoved it right into my box and did not read it. (laughs) And um,
1: But I mean, maybe, oh, did you talk about the first first. (laughs) That I mean was like, you better go and pick that shit up for me, bro. And I'm like, all right, I got you. And then then proceeded never to read it. (laughs) Maybe get the plastic for it and everything. Some books you buy the cop, you
0: know, the stock. You know, you got to have them the stock, you know, and this is one of them. And I told y'all about this book when it was dropping because... It was selling out everywhere, and I was like, yo, you need to go pick this up. If you're an investor, put this in your stash. Uh, it's The book is Once and Future by Kieran Gillen, you know, friend of the show, fan of the show, you know, just one of the best writers out there, with art by Dan Mora and colored by Tamara Bonvillain. And Once in Future, I've only, it's a six-issue limited series. I think they're going to do another limited series, but the first one, I've only gotten through uh, the first issue and a half, but... Let's see how to describe this. It takes place in London, like most or uh, a lot of Karen Gillan's books do, and it features a young man whose grandmother recruits him to fight monsters and fantasy beasts in modern-day London. But it also concerns because you know the phrase "once and future" is the "once and future king" is where it comes from. Okay. So it's like there's a lot of. Um, British folklore, okay, used in this like book,
1: King Arthur and all that stuff.
0: Once and Merlin. King. The story at the beginning, at least, is the villains of the plot are trying to resurrect King Arthur, and the grandmother is trying to stop this from happening.
1: What the fuck? Okay.
0: Why is she a grandmother? No.
1: Why are you trying to resurrect King Arthur?
0: Because they want it, it's a. I think Karen got this from was inspired by Brexit and everything else that's going on in um Britain right now. And they, the people who are trying to resurrect him want him to bring England back. That's what they say at the beginning. But what they Make don't Make
1: re- England great again?
0: But what they don't realize is that King Arthur, and I didn't know until I read this book, <laughs> was that King Arthur is, he's, like, they said that, like, people forget this part. You know, King Arthur did the round table, all that good stuff. But then after that, he went to war with the rest of Europe. And slaughtered them.
1: Which is why I'm just like, anytime y'all start talking about bringing back somebody, something goes wrong. Yeah. Every, every time.
0: Well, in the second issue, he comes back and he immediately slaughters one of the people he brought back. So that's as far as I've gotten so
1: <laughs> far. So, yeah. Like I said, all bad. <laughs> like,
0: all bad. But, you know, Kieran is one of my favorite authors. I love the grandmother. Already only one issue in, and I'm friggin' in love with this character. She's just a badass monster-hunting grandmother. At one point, her grandson picks up this big-ass gun with all these stakes, you know, coming out of the barrels. He's like, what the hell is this for? She's like, a hundred vampires. I said, you hundred vampires? Yeah, until I ran out. <laughs> that's pretty badass. though yeah, super badass. So check it out, the trade. Just Rick dropped. Grimes' grandma? <laughs> yeah, no, Rick Grimes ain't got nothing on this.
1: Grandma. <laughs> that's why it's his grandma. No, she from no, no.
0: Rick Grimes' trend have been born from this stock. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah, no, oh, really? Oh, this no, no, this is no. A different stock. This,
0: yeah, this is a different stock. This uh-huh. is Michonne's, you know, white ancient grandmother right here. <laughs> like this is some, you know, relative of Michonne because that's you know a badass of this caliber. But yes, Once in Future, it's from Boom Studios. The trade is out. I love the art. I'm not sure if I've seen Dan Moore's art before, but he's really great. You know, my favorite artists are the ones who can capture expressions. And there's this one panel in on this first issue where one character is all about that life, and you can tell the other character isn't about that life mm. just by their facial expressions. Mm. And I just love that in a good comic book. So check it out, Once in Future. Like I said, anything Kieran Gillen puts out, pretty much I've loved and read. So, worth checking. And we were just talking about, we, we mentioned this last week, but I want to give them another shout out real quick. Uh, Children of the Adam by Vita Ayala is coming out soon. Make sure you go and, oh, what's the word? Pre-order. There we go. Pre-order that at your local comic store. Please do it. Vita Ayala is killing it right now. We got to have them on the show very soon. You can peep. Uh, Tatiana's interview with them mm-hmm. about all kind of stuff, comics, wrestling, you know, all kind of different things over on our YouTube channel. And we got to have them on the show real soon because they are over there. I mean, just slaughtering it over at Marvel, yo. Just doing any and ever right thing. And I love to see it. You love to see it.
1: That's it for cop. That's
0: it for cop. Anything else before we get out of here
1: tonight? Just shout out to all my wrestling fans who saw Royal Rumble the other night. Shout out to the longtime wrestling fans because Edge came back.
0: Yo, I saw that. Ah you
1: think you know me? Ah,
0: I love Edge. I can't lie. That's Edge my yeah, back. that's my error right all, there.
1: Edge came back looking like Rick Grimes mixed with Van Helsing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, be- the
0: beard up, I was not mad at the beard up. Like he I still like got it. it. Yeah, he still I got it. it. I like the beard up. Where's uh, Jericho? Jericho still out there? He's in AEW. Yo, uh, t- this is a perfect person. Is it, AEW is not owned by Vince? No. Wow. He never got shit to do with Vince. Wow. The how, AEW for how long?
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>